Welcome to the Neighborhood Church Podcast. We are so thankful that you are listening in. The Neighborhood Church is all about helping people find and follow Jesus. We hope that through these podcasts you are encouraged, that you're inspired, and that you're provided with practical wisdom on how to find and follow Jesus. We hope that you enjoy today's podcast. church again this weekend. So glad you have joined us. Uh, We're going to have a really uh, good time today. So let's just pray and ask the Lord to be with us now as we uh, look into what the scriptures say about fear and anxiety today. Father, we just come before you in the wonderful name of of Jesus Christ, who loved us and died for us. We celebrated your resurrection, his resurrection, uh, last weekend. We just come and ask that you would help us now uh, to learn everything that you'd want us to learn. In Jesus' name, we pray these things. Amen. Interesting times uh, we live in. I don't think I ever recall a time in my life where fear has been so prevalent and so strong uh, in culture at large. Fear is everywhere, Um, and and understandably so. Um, We're told not to go to work. We're home all the time. Our kids are told not to go to school. Uh, we listen to the news and their forecasts of uh, an economic depression that will uh, be unequal to anything with the possible exception of the Great Depression. Uh, we're told this pandemic may last for months. Uh, there, There's lots of things going on here that's Rightfully, because we feel so fragile and so out of control that fear and anxiety comes so, so easily. I want to establish, though, right off the start, uh, the simple truth that God wants all of us to live lives that are free of anxiety and fear. God's will, plan, desire for you is is to be free from anxiety. Uh, Even in fragile times like this, I'm going to read four scripture verses to you to kind of kick things off. And and the first one is Matthew chapter 6, verses 25 and 26. This is Jesus talking, and he says to us, Do not be worried about your life, what you should eat or what you should drink, nor for your body, what you should put on. Life is more than food, and the body's more than clothing. Look at the birds of the air. Do they not sow? They do not sow or reap or gather into barns, yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not worth much more than them? God looks after the tiny little birds, the big ones too, but God looks after the tiny little birds. And I can assure you that God is going to look after you too because you matter to God. You matter lots to God. Philippians chapter 4 and verse number 6 says, Be anxious for nothing. 
Just don't be anxious. But in everything by prayer and supplication, let your needs be made known to God. So, so we're, we're not needing to be anxious when we're concerned about things. We can just let our needs be known to God. And he'll help us and he'll walk with us uh, through these times. Psalm chapter 27, verse 1. Reading now out of the English Contemporary Version. You, Lord, are the light that keeps me safe. I'm not afraid of anyone. You protect me and I have no fears. I was, I go for a walk almost every morning in North Saskatoon and walk and pray and worship. And, and I was reading uh, my Bible as I walked on my phone, Psalm 27, verse 1. You, Lord, are the light that keeps me safe. I'm not afraid of anyone. And I said, wow, Lord, <laughs> there have been times in my life when I've made decisions based out of fear and fearing what people are going to think or fearing what so-and-so would, how so-and-so would react. And I said, Lord, change my heart. You're my Lord, and I'm not going to be fear, afraid of anyone. God, help me to lead like that. And then Psalm 91 uh, the fourth, fifth, and sixth verses. I, I'm catching this up, picking this up in the middle of the fourth verse. His faithfulness is like a shield or city wall. You don't need to worry about dangers at night or arrows during the day. And you don't need to fear diseases that strike in the dark or sudden disasters at noon. God loves you. God cares deeply about you. And God wants us to live lives, to learn to live lives that are free from anxiety and uh, fear. So Rowena is with me today. Uh, how long have I known you? <laughs> Putting me on the spot. Um, uh, a little while. Since I started coming here. <laughs> yeah, and that feels like at least eight years. Do you think I that's think more? So, yeah. About eight, eight, nine years, somewhere there. Uh, attends our Saturday venue. Uh, a sweet sister in Christ. Uh, she's going to tell uh, us a little bit of her story today. And uh, I'm, I'm just going to kind of release you release you to do that. You, your story starts back somewhere, but you ended up being what you call a housebound, I got to read this, housebound agoraphobic. So I know what house mean, housebound means. I'm not really completely sure what agoraphobic means, but uh, tell us, just tell us your story. Uh, it's a good uh, one. It's going to speak to people's hearts today. Uh, yeah. Uh, agoraphobia is when you just fear leaving your home and anytime you leave your home, you're, you're going to have panic attacks. So you stop leaving your home. And uh, my first panic attack I had when I was, it was 1994, and I will never forget it because I didn't know what it was, and it was terrifying, and I just hoped it would never happen again, and, uh, but of course they did, and they escalated, and they got worse, and I have notes here because I'm not as natural in front of a camera as Pastor John, but anyways, at first I didn't tell anybody about this internal battle because I feared people would, well, I thought maybe I was going crazy, but I also feared that people would judge me or, you know, they wouldn't understand what I was going through. So I kept it inside a long time and just made excuses for why I wasn't going to go somewhere. Um, 
I feared, uh, well, I started to avoid every place I had a panic attack. So my world started shrinking that way. Um, the grocery store, the mall, wherever I was when I had a panic attack, I would never return to that, uh, that place again until I was just left with my home. And I can't avoid my home, so I had my panic attacks at my home. And fear consumed me day and night. And uh, I was no longer, I was not the parent or the wife or the mother or the daughter that I wanted to be. And, um, I'm life outside the four walls of my home that just stopped. And I couldn't take my son to school. I couldn't go to school events. I couldn't take him to doctor's appointments. I couldn't go grocery shopping or any kind of shopping. Uh, I couldn't do haircuts, no doctor's appointments, no dentist appointments, uh, no family gatherings, no Christmas gatherings, no everything ended, no holidays. Life just basically stopped for me. Um, no haircuts. No haircuts, I know. I've been thinking, if we think the world got all excited about no, no toilet paper, I can't wait for the day <laughs> when 40 million Canadians want a haircut on the same day. I think that's going to be yeah, a really oh, interesting boy. day. But anyhow, sorry for interrupting. <laughs> um, but I would become extremely overwhelmed, even if I had company, like even if my own parents came to visit me, I would be overwhelmed and I just didn't want to engage. I didn't want people in my house. Um, so yeah, that made it really hard to be close to family. And uh, so I just tried my best to be the best mom I could be inside the four walls of my home. And uh, at first I wanted to know why this was happening to me. So I was getting every book I could find on panic attacks and agoraphobia and I wanted to research why is this happening, and I, had, I found many possible answers, but no definitive answers. And then after a while, I didn't care why anymore. I just wanted to know how to make them stop and go away forever. And um, at one point, well, my husband had to, had to do everything uh, that included leaving the house. So he not only had a full-time job, he had to do anything for my son that needed to be outside the house. He had to get all the groceries and... Uh, so he had to do everything and eventually he had enough and so he decided it was time for him to leave and so now I was faced with new new questions new fears how is I going to take care of my son yeah. how is I going to get groceries how is I going to get my son to school I was in a whole new level of fears how was I going to hold down a job because at that stage there was no way I was going to have a job there's no way so that's now that's not the Rowena I know though. No. I know a very different Rowena. What was the turning point here? How, what, what, because because you're not there anymore. So no, you no, so no. you've been able to overcome fear and anxiety. Mm -hmm. What turned this around for you? I um, I remember the night uh, my son was really in a lot of pain. He was about six or seven years old, and uh, he had a lot of abdominal pain and we didn't know what was wrong with him and it was at night and my husband ended up taking him to the emergency room and I wanted to go so badly but the fear was greater and so I stayed home he took my son to the hospital and that was a low for me I was really mad at myself and I just cried out to God and I said God if you just make sure that he's okay and it's nothing major it's just minor and just bring him back home safe and sound I promise I'll make a deal with you. I'll start reading your word. And um, sure enough, 
my son and my husband came home and my son just had a case of severe constipation so he was fine and I realized God met me on on that deal and so I was determined I was gonna meet my end of the deal too so would I be wrong to suggest that principle number one for in your life in your story at least for overcoming fear and anxiety was call out to God yes yeah, <laughs> yes and, and and then what happened? What what did you begin begin to do? Well, at that time, I wasn't following God, so I wasn't a believer. Well, I was a believer, but not following. Um, following at a distance. Yeah, and just doing my own thing until then. Yeah. So now I was getting. Well, that's serious. not really following at all. No. Yeah. Now I was gonna dig in and get serious. So I had to figure out how and. So I started out by reading those daily bread devotionals, you know those, those daily bread yeah. ones. I started out by reading those and then the little piece of scripture that went with it, that was my Bible reading. And then I dug deeper and uh, started reading more Christian books. And then I started watching Joyce Meyer Ministries and I really learned a lot there. And uh, other she's, she's such a blessing. Such yes. a help. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I grew a lot spiritually through all of that. And, um, that's where my relationship with Jesus just began, really. And uh, I grew so much spiritually through this experience that now that I can't even say that I regret going through panic attacks and agoraphobia and everything that happened to me, because I believe that if it didn't happen to me, I don't know if I would be in my faith where I am now. So I can't say that I wish it never happened. So you, you were reading Daily Bread and reading the scriptures that came with Daily Bread. You started listening to Joyce Meyer, and you, you told me you even took really colorful index cards yeah. and started writing scriptures yes. out and started memorizing them. Yeah. So principle number one, call out to God. Principle number two, dig deep into the scriptures, okay. into, the word, I, I, into yes. the word, I, yeah. the Bible, whatever word we want to give. Yeah. I think that really, really matters. Yes. Uh, the Bible changes the way we think, and our thinking is so crucial in our lives. Uh, Job, uh, one of the books in the Old Testament, Job says this about his life. Uh, Job chapter 3, verse 25. What I fear comes upon me, and what I dread befalls me. And it's, you know, if we can't learn to control our thoughts and what we're thinking, then we let fears overtake us it, it's it's huge so scripture is the antidote to that scripture comes and uh mm -hmm. and frees us and brings healing so it's amazing like nobody told you to do this you called out to god <laughs> and you began to yeah. dig deep into scriptures um and then what else happened what else were you doing were you seeing a doctor um well i started taking baby steps uh, in faith with my little Purse scriptures, I call them. I had my, my recipe cards of scriptures and I uh, started taking, having victories. Um, that was growing my, giving me more courage to take bigger steps of faith. So I was getting out there. I was doing what I needed to do. And, uh, but I was still what I call white knuckling it. So I didn't want to white knuckle it anymore. I wanted to be able to go out and enjoy myself and be relaxed. So I finally went to the doctor and I told him, you know, my struggles and, 
I told him my fears of medication was that I would get all the side effects and I was scared of the side effects. And uh, he said something I'll never forget. He said, well, how are the side effects of your panic attacks working for you? Huh. <laughs> and I thought, hmm, yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> and then uh, also... Uh, those side effects weren't really working at all. No, those were not good side effects at all. <laughs> so... And then I remember something uh, from Dr. Grant Mullen in his book, Emotionally Free, and it stuck with me. And he said that Christians are among the hardest to treat for mental illness because um, they don't want to take medication. They're like, God's, God's going to heal me. I don't need to take medication. But he made a good point And he said, you know, if you need glasses to function, you're going to put on your glasses and you're going to wear them. And it's no different. If you need medication to function, you're going to take your medication and you're going to function. So that really stuck with me. And you actually had him here one time, and I told him how he helped me and got his uh, autograph. So that was nice. Oh, beautiful. <laughs> Grateful for Dr. Grant Mullen's life and ministry. So so I think I think we, we're, we're learning some stuff here. Call out to God. Scripture is full of all these statements. Don't be afraid. And then it almost is always, always followed by a line like this, for I am with you, for I am near you, I will walk with you. Um, so don't, God, God wants you to call out to him, he wants you to be with, wants to be with you in your journey. Uh, number two, dig deep into the scriptures. Principle number three, if you need medicine, take it. Let yes. me repeat it, and don't be ashamed of it. No, not at all. If, if you need it, take the medicine. Uh, if, uh, you have trouble seeing, uh, we get glasses. Uh, and we're not embarrassed about that. If, if you need to take medicine, uh, take some medicine. But there's some more to the story yet. And uh, I just love your showerhead story. <laughs> I love it too. Um, so I was in the shower one day and um, I felt the surge of panic coming in and the fears were coming in and all the thoughts were flooding in. And I thought, uh-uh, no, I'm not going to do this. And um, so I just closed my eyes and I started fighting back like I had learned to do with scripture. And I was just quoting all these scriptures that I had memorized and quoting them all out loud over and over. And my eyes were closed and I heard a thump. And then I didn't have any more water pouring on my face. So I opened my eyes and I looked at the shower head and it was pointing at the wall, directly at the wall, like something smacked it. And that's when I knew that I was taking back ground that the enemy stole from me. I was making progress, and that just made me feel even stronger. And uh, yeah, so. Yeah, and, and we, uh, we're, we're complicated creatures. We're, we've got emotions, our mind, we're physical, but we're spiritual too. Mm -hmm. And. Uh, and there's often a spiritual component to fear and anxiety. It's often a spiritual battle. And we really need to learn uh, in those spiritual battles to fight back. And it's not so much, the fighting back isn't so much, <laughs> uh, it's just standing mm -hmm. and saying, this is truth and this is what I believe. And God is for me. God is with me. I can overcome this. I can make this being deeply rooted in Scripture. So I, I think in your story, and then we'll get you to wrap up here and just maybe give some words of encouragement. Uh, we uh, uncovered four kind of principles for uh, dealing with fear and anxiety in our lives. 
And the first one is, is call out to God. God can handle your complaints and he understands your needs. Don't be afraid to call out to him, yell at him a bit. Uh, number two, dig deep into the scriptures. Uh, the scriptures will change your capacity, your capacities to think. They'll help you think on things that are going to be helpful to you. Dig deeply in the scripture. It'll transform your thinking. Mm -hmm. uh, and then thirdly, if you need medicine, take it. And, and the fourth principle is fight back. Just stand firm. Don't mm -hmm. take it. When, when you feel these, these clusters of panic attacking you, mm -hmm. uh, stand firm, uh, fight back. So, uh, what would you say to people who are listening and, 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 and our church as people who are struggling with fear and anxiety this time? Uh, there are so many out there who are, are really struggling with fear and anxiety. What would you say to them to just encourage them today as we, we wind up here? I would say um, if, if you felt like I did in any way, if you can relate. Um, for me, I felt like I was in a pit, I called it the panic pit, where I was just in deep, there was only my walls around me, that's all I could see, I couldn't see anything else. And um, so if you've been struggling with anything like that, I wanna um, tell you that, so just look up and uh, you will see Jesus is up there, he's waiting for you, just grab a hold of his hand and don't let go and he will walk you out one step at a time like he did with me, one baby step of faith at a time and uh, don't give up. Just never give up. There's hope, always hope. And uh, yeah. And now I do hold a job outside of my home and I never have panic attacks anymore and I can do anything I want and I, I, I'm not bound by anything. So. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh, let me pray. Father, I thank you. Thank you for this time we've had together this weekend. And thank you that Rowena's been willing to share her journey and her story of overcoming fear and anxiety. And Father, there are lots of people listening in today who they're anxious and some, some are anxious about the pandemic and all the changes and some they've had a, even a longer struggle. Dear Lord, that you would make it very real to them now that they can call up to you. They really can. And find strength and help and hope and healing. And Father, if they call up to you, Marina discovered a path that worked for her. You'll give them a path too. And uh, I just pray you'd, you'd touch people now and set them free and help them overcome of Christ's name we ask these things. So just just want to share one portion of scripture here with you and we'll go into a time of worship as we wind our time together uh, today down. Isaiah chapter 41 and verse 13. Isaiah 41 and verse 13. Contemporary English version. I am the Lord your God I am holding your hand, so don't be afraid. I'm here to help you. I am the Lord your God. 
I'm holding her hand. I uh, somehow just reach out at times to my wife, sometimes just sitting on the couch and hold her hand. Somehow when I'm holding her hand, everything feels good and secure and stable. But Donna's though, it's a bit seaweed little thing. And, uh, she's not gonna be able to wrestle much to the ground for me. <laughs> but Creator God, all powerful God, almighty God, is holding your hand. Get that picture in your heart. No matter what you're going through, when these panic attacks come, just recognize God is right there with you and He's holding your hand. And whatever you're going through is not too big for Him. Let's worship together. Thank you, Rowena. Bless you. Thank you, Rowena. Thank you, Pastor John, for sharing this message today. I just want to remind you as we leave here together today that in Scripture, every time that they're referring to church, they're not referring to a building. They're actually referring to people. And so we get the opportunity now to go and share and be the church outside of here. So I just want to bless you through Scripture before we leave. Father God, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit you may abound in hope. So Neighborhood Church, you've had church, so now it's time to go be the church. God bless you. We are so thankful that you've listened in to the Neighborhood Church podcast. If you have questions or comments about what you've heard, we would love to hear from you. Go to the podcast description and follow the link to get in touch with us. Everything we do would not be possible without your generosity. If you would like to give, check out that same link in the podcast description. If you have enjoyed this podcast, be sure to subscribe and share it with your friends. Thank you again for listening. God bless you.